Hello, everybody, and welcome to MSV Podcast Presents The Fake and the Whimsy. John, leave it to us to make an entire first season of a new show just be repackaged episodes of the old show. Of, or I should say regular MSV podcast, which which you are in charge of now. Well, yes, I, I, I am in charge of it now. I, I do things like music and movies and TV shows, and uh, it's a lot of fun at this point. Well, what I can say is, uh, so this podcast was originally going to be the other podcast with Greg and John, but with some retooling, um, in fact, I wasn't going to uh, have the episodes of MSV podcast, which quote, sets up for this universe on this platform. But after thinking about it for a while and after the retooling and the rethinking it through, I decided to do just that. So it starts, everything starts here. And this is the only time you're going to hear John and I talking completely as ourselves. Um, it all got started with the cynical shit talk show. And if I'm giving you guys a little history, um, I believe that this show, when we did it, unless it's a Mandela effect, I do believe we knew at that point that we were going to do a season two of an every, anything and everything show. And what happened was Katie Montgomery infamously canceled. I shouldn't say canceled. She postponed her appearance. Um, and so John and I were like, well, we still need a show or maybe we shouldn't do a show this week. And I don't remember whether it was my thought of, wait a minute, let's set some things into motion. We were already doing the weekly Matt McHenry isn't here because of joke. And I think I said to myself, John, let's set into motion the, this universe, this full universe. And what's interesting about this show is that um, there are people who have heard it that didn't know that we were joking the entire time. So it, it kind of goes into like three or four sects of people that have heard this show that you are about to hear, ladies and gentlemen. It's that people absolutely got it is number one. People mm -hmm. that got it but hated it. People that thought I was absolutely serious. And... And I think that's the three categories. Of so people are listening to this and some of them thinking is like, why is this guy bad mouthing his own podcast and all the past guests and his friends and the like, like, oh, there was one review by someone who will remain nameless at this time um, who said, I did get it. I knew you were joking the whole time, but it made me very uncomfortable. And I'm like, geez, well, the answer is in the title. But yes, so as you guys listen to this episode, the Cynical Shit Talk Show, the very first MSV podcast based completely in, in, in nonsense. Uh, yeah, we are joking this entire time. There's very few parts here, maybe in some show notes or something that were serious. But another thing for you guys to know is that I am prefacing this to say you are about to hear a comedy, but um, we make fun of everyone up to that point who had been at this show, who've been on the show, what you guys have to know is we asked permission to everyone who was knocked ridiculously in this show. We say things in this show like, oh yeah, they were boring. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet nobody wanted to listen to them or this idiot didn't even share the show. This is all the joke. It's all part of the joke. And all, at least I amuse myself yes, with this. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was pretty much like, 
I think it was, I'm going to ask you, John, before we go to the episode, if you have any memories about recording this episode, which really did set into motion, which not only, I, I, I mean, even your season three that's currently in process as of this recording time is the fact that we knew we weren't going to stay with politics. It was just a matter of, but what are we going to be doing? So this episode, it, for me, it's a personal favorite of mine, but uh, let, let's not forget at the end of this episode, uh, folks, you can look forward to my funeral request. And if you don't know at that point that we're joking, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say to you. But uh, John, from from again, I want to ask you about your memories of this episode. But uh, yes, it was John. We're not going to stay on politics. We're going to go somewhere. We don't know where it is. But here's an episode that let's just have fun. Because at that point, I, I don't want to speak for you, but at that point, we were doing so much politics. And the fact that I had to keep in touch with the depressing news each week so that we could put it in in the topical political conversations, this show kind of came as a nice, relaxing, silly recording for me. What, what do you remember about it? Um, well, first of all, you said that my season three is in process. I think you mean it's in progress. And so I just want to... It's in process. Wanna... It's, in, it's in process as it's being recorded... <laughs> As we speak, it's in it's in progress. It's in the process of being in progress. Process of being in progress. Okay. Um, yes. So the biggest thing that I remember about that particular show is that I remember you were telling me in, you know, like private message or whatever. You were like, okay, so I'm going to be playing this character. Like, it'll, I'll be playing Greg, but <clears throat> Greg will be like this angry cynical asshole the entire way through just be prepared for that and i was like okay no problem it's an act we we both have experience in the area and of course in typical john fashion i came onto the show and completely forgot that you had told me that and oh, really? so like this is new to me so, new info to me yeah. no no like no, like, like when when we got into it, like, you know, after after a couple of minutes, I was like, oh, right. Yes, yes. He did tell me he was going to be doing this. And then it was easier for me to actually follow the act. Um, but when you when you first started doing that, because like, you know, I, I, I had a habit of just going on the show and just doing whatever was going to be done. You know, you're like, OK, be here at this time on this date. And 90% of the time I was able to do that pretty well. Um, yeah. And, you know, but up until that point, we had all like only ever talked as ourselves. It was a, an improvised regular right. conversation. With, with the exception of, with the, and we, we build on the Matt McHenry thing in this episode. Uh, I think we, right, right. We, we say a lot. We, and I know at one point I say, and a double fuck you to Matt McHenry because, um, <laughs> but it was, yes. kind of, it was set into motion of the mm -hmm. joke of, you know, if we're going to have a little fun with this, it's still called right. MSV podcast. Let's say why sure, Matt sure. isn't here each week. So there was little shadows of this type of thing that we were going to do mm -hmm. in that. But I'm like, but in this, we're going to take it to the next level. Sure. But what I, but what I do remember 
is that once I realized, oh, this is the show where he said I was, I'm going <laughs> to be like this angry asshole. And, you know, like I, I remembered, you know, I, I was able, I actually started saying much more harsh things to you because I was like, oh yeah, that's, um, that's, that's this show. So I was sort of like, you know, unfazed and I was kind of like, okay, well, fuck you. And this, that, and the other, in the beginning, I was like, whoa, like, like, why is he so angry? And then I'm like, oh, right, yes, right. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. so, <laughs> and to add in, uh, to add in a little bit, in, unless I'm, I, you guys are all about to hear the episode, um, but there's only one season one guest, if you remember, that didn't answer yes or no, we can rip on them. And that person was Ken Radner. And so what I did, I think, in this episode was, and for the record, um, I, I think when we got to the end, I think it was at the point where we got to the end, I, I uh, uh, spoilers are, are okay in this sense, but what they're about to hear, because I really felt like it needed this pre-discussion to emphasize that we are not, I am not, especially this kind of a dick. And this is right. just kind of setting into motion the series that you are about to hear, in fact, too. So Ken Radner, from how I remember it, did not say yes or no. So that means he didn't he didn't green light or not to say that we could make fun of him. He just didn't answer. So what I did at the end was end. So thank uh, XYZ guests, because you all permitted us to to make fun of you. But uh, uh, Ken Radner, you didn't permit us to make fun of you, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, guys, whether you like what you're about to hear or not, I am very fond of it. But maybe it'll help you all, especially for the people who heard it and thought we were serious. Maybe it'll help you guys to know what you're about to hear. But also for John and I to say... Welcome to MSV Podcast presents The Fake and the Whimsy. And here's the first season, starting with the Cynical Shit Talk Show, as we repackage and re-release old MSV Podcast episodes just for you, starting with the Cynical uh, Shit Talk Show. John, anything else you want to say before we uh, uh, play the episode? Yeah, we've come a long way. And in yes, the beginning... Have. We have come a long way in topic matter as well as um, just the recording process. Um, <clears throat> I remember in the first season, after I think two or three episodes, I was so bored being on that mm. show because I was like every week. It's like, OK, yeah, we get it. Donald Trump is a piece of shit. And this horrible <laughs> thing is happening and that horrible thing. And it's like every week, and this is where my acting skills came in. Every week I had to pretend I was interested. And I did. Well, uh, folks, you could, you could hear more about this in the retrospective between John and I. This January 21st of 2023 will be two years since MSV Podcast. So John and I will certainly talk more about that. But I think I know where you're going for this episode in particularly. And uh, let's see if I'm right or wrong. Go ahead. Well, yes. So that well, when I we mean, finally got to this episode, right, right. When we got to this episode, like I said, you know, before that, it was always like you were legitimately angry about what was happening in politics. And now all of a sudden yeah. we're thrown into this fake universe where Greg is just like 
trash talking everyone who's been on the show and being like, this was fucking horrible. This was awful. I actually don't have a very strong memory of what was discussed, but that's okay. Um, You'll hear it right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but I just remember like, I was like, Oh, Greg is actually a pretty good actor. Like I, I didn't even realize it, but he's, you know, and I was like, yes. Okay. So it, it was a lot of fun that that was like, okay, we're not talking about politics. We're just having a good time. And I'm, you know, it, it was exactly. And this it's, it paved the way for what was to come all around. Yeah. Right. And so, right. yeah, that, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was my first taste of politics list podcasting. And, uh, you know, I preferred it immediately. And, uh, that's, <laughs> that's my, my, my thing, my thing that I'm adding here. Oh, right. So um, I think that sums it all up. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, welcome to MSV Podcast Presents The Fake and the Whimsy. And because it was in a completely different place, I will tell all of you then before this starts to check out our original show, MSV Podcast, now hosted by John Seymour. Without further ado, let's get The Fake and the Whimsy started with the first in the series of the fake and whimsical universe on MSV Podcast. The Cynical Shit Talk Show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and enjoy. I got to stop talking. I can't stop talking. There is no stopping a brain that keeps talking. I know it's not healthy. I know it's not true. I don't even know who I'm talking to. But I can't stop talking. I've got to stop talking all night and all day. I have something to say. I go on and on. No, I know it's not true. Hello. Oh, hey, John. Hey. You well, seem, you seem really surprised that I'm here. No, no. It's not that I am surprised that you're here, because you're always expected, of course. Okay. But <clears throat> here we are, our ninth episode. We've had guests now since episode four, and we're on, we're on episode nine. And for the first time ever, since starting to have guests, I don't have to shiver wondering whether or not we're going to waste two to three minutes of recording time, because our guest canceled this week for the very first time in the show's history, we have reached a new plateau with a guest cancellation, and the cancellation was Katie Montgomery. She canceled. Um, we, okay. had a post we had a postponement before, but never a cancellation. So this is our first cancellation. So uh, how do you feel about that? Um, basically, how do I feel about that is, you know, sometimes shit happens. Are we... Yeah. Are, are we not rescheduling, Katie? Look, we have actually, for for um, for all intents and purposes, we have two and a half, possibly only two shows left to this season. Mm -hmm. Now, for those who have been listening, you know, um, we made this idea for a political podcast, and about around the end of January when we decided to make it a weekly show, I booked all the guests for the season. And, all uh, the, and, as, and because of that, all the topics for the season. Um, okay. Right, right. So everybody had their own topic. And this is like the epitome of why next season, season two, we are changing our format. Because once Katie Montgomery canceled for this week we no longer have the topic of 
being a liberal girl in a red state. I mean, you could pretend, but yeah, I, I, I get you. Well, I mean, what I was going to say was, you know, we, right, we could like, I, we could have always pretended uh, or, or maybe guesstimated what it was like, what it is like to be a liberal girl in a red state. But well, that's, that's not exactly what I was going for. I, I just meant that one of us could have pretended to be a liberal girl from a red state and, oh. you know, played the role. Oh, I'm on the same page with you with that. I'm I on the same page with you. But first of all, I think we would have been found out. But second of all, you know what? Very likely. <laughs> um, well, I only do one girl voice. We all know this. I, yes, yes. I, I, I've yeah. known you long enough. It's just this one voice that I do, and this is my girl voice, and that's it. So this doesn't sound like a Kentucky accent. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, it's just all like, right. <laughs> I guess it's some kind of an annoying Jersey girl. I don't even know. I It just sounds like a very generic, like, annoying valley girl, not from any specific location. This is a character uh, called Courtney. By the way, oh, I didn't. I didn't know that character had a name. Okay. Yes, it was created uh, by myself and Dan Conrad while we were doing the Power Time Show series of short films. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the Courtney film was one of the films where the director. Um, uh, long story short, he didn't like us. He ended up running off with all of our footage. And <laughs> oh my! Anything, all right. Yeah. So anything that wasn't um, recorded. Uh, I mean, anything that, that we already had done and in the can, we had released. But anything, and I think Wintimidation is the only uh, thing from that that exists still that it could be seen because the Master Chef uh, was taken down by Funny or Die, never to be found again. But anyway, um, so yeah, that, Courtney was actually one of the skits that uh, was filmed and, 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 and stolen, the footage you know, we never got it back. Maybe one day he'll come forward and go, I'm sorry, here's your footage, but that's not the character of this guy. That's not what we're going to get. All right. Uh, you know, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say something else about that, but I forgot, but it's okay. You know what, John? You know what? Um, I, don't really give, I don't really give a shit about this show this week. All right. And, and I that's because we had the cancellation and so, therefore, we have no topic. And so, therefore, it just kind of proves that we suck. Because as I've been exploring, you know, we're, 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 we're not doing exclusively 100% politics next season, you know? Right, right. And, and, and this is one of the reasons, because now we have a guest. You see, usually, like, let's say somebody canceled on the Rachel Maddow show. Um, yeah. they'd be fine with a topic, right? They, I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming you're right. I know nothing about the Rachel Maddow show. <laughs> but that's exactly my point. We are yes. supposed to be doing a political podcast here, and you have never heard of the Rachel Maddow show or watched the Rachel Maddow show. That I, I've heard of it. I've just never seen it. Well, okay. Well, then that yes. shows that the two of us Essentially, mm -hmm. no business doing a weekly political podcast. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying that about myself since since I was born. You, yeah, don't don't look to me for any kind of political knowledge. And th this just proves it all. And 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 you know what else? 
You know what else that that showed me that this show sucks? Um, I happen to have been given a link uh, to listen to a podcast um, by a a health coach of mine. This was a health-related podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Six months later, meaning yesterday or earlier today, I finally opened that podcast. And yeah, and and it's a it's a polished podcast of which we are not. Mm -hmm. Dude, this sounds so much better than us. We sound like shit. Well, yeah, that is something that I would think is sort of a charm. We sound like shit. We don't care enough to bother to fix it. And it, you know, what, what we do is what the listeners get, basically. Well, either it's, it's a no-frills attitude, like, no, we don't care what the show sounds like, or I have an insane mm-hmm. learning disability that impedes my ability to understand what I'm looking at in the editing section of the show. Uh, it could be both. Okay, but that that leads <laughs> that that leads me to show notes uh, for this week because hey, why not? As Jason, why not show notes? As Jason Patrick said in 1994 when he hosted Saturday Night Live, let's run this device into the ground together, shall we? Right, we shall. So let's do show notes. So first, the technical issues that we've been having. Um, for those who have listened to the show, and uh, th- there aren't many. Um, because to add insult to injury to everything, last week's show, but with with guest Brian Marks, right. talked about being a former Republican. You know, quite frankly, I thought it was th- the most interesting and different of the shows that we've done so far. Because finally, we had someone who's never, you know, who's not always been on the same page as us, has, and has uh, a viewpoint from the other side, which is really that, cool. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Essentially, he confirmed everything that we had been saying, but Mm -hmm. hearing it directly from the horse's mouth, is that is that the expression? Um, Could be. (laughs) I don't know what you're trying to. I I think so. Well, yeah, Yeah. coming from someone with the experience, you know, he confirmed everything that that we were saying. Um, Well, that show on Anchor, at least again, I don't know whether the listens on Anchor applies to the entire uh, kitten caboodle. But mm-hmm. it had all of eight listens on Anchor this whole week. Um, that is the most. Well, I mean, my my opinion goes. I mean, I, I thought that I thought that Brian was was very entertaining on the show. I I enjoyed his uh, his episode. I thought he had a lot of good things to say about both sides. Um, well, but it doesn't seem like he has a big enough following, or that anybody gave a shit. That he was on the show because it had eight listens. Um, that's the I mean, rated show. That's even lower. That's even lower rated than the prior lowest show, lowest rated show to that. And while we're on the subject, the lowest rated show prior to Brian Marx's show was Adrian mm-hmm. Christian's show. Adrian Christian is, of course, a dear friend of mine. But like I was thinking when Adrian uh, guested on the show, I was at least thinking, you know. At least we have someone who has something of a following. You know, he has a huge. Sure, sure. Yeah, he has a huge social media presence. You know, and mm-hmm. so in in appearing on the show, you know, and him promoting it, you would think it would have gotten a lot of listens. But 
essentially what he did the show because he's my friend, but essentially he didn't promote it in any way, shape or form. Why? Because he was on a ghetto podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps that's why. He wants to be, you know, on a polished, popular, listenable podcast. But the fact that he was on this show, he sees it more as doing a favor for me and therefore didn't promote it. So I would think, you know, I was going to think, well, this Adrian Christian show is going to blow up. It's going to blow up because, you know, he's got such a following and fans, you know. But no, yeah. it, it, no, it, it never, uh, uh, I, I don't know, remember how many listens it got, but prior, it, more than eight, but prior to Brian Marks' show, it was the lowest rated show. Okay. Um, it, I mean, we, you and I have discussed this and, you know, um, I came to a theory, which I feel like what other possibilities could there really be? Um, Adrian has his following and, you know, perhaps he, uh, you know, promoted it. Perhaps he didn't. But I think that the people who listen to our show are, you know, they, they may listen to an episode or two episodes and then just get bored. So we have, you know, we have new listeners popping up every now and again. And, you know, maybe when Adrian came in, it was just sort of like that was at that point where, um just kind of like, okay, you had a, a bunch of people fading out and not that many people coming in. So it might have just been just poor placement. Poor placement, poor schlatement. The guy didn't promote the show. Now, anyway, moving on. Uh-huh. Moving on, let's run this de- device into the ground now. Okay, so All right. technical issues that we've been having. So we've been having technical issues. They were most noticeable in episode six with Brianna. Mm-hmm. And then it skipped a show and went into episode eight with Brian, um, which is ironic being that Brian's was the most, uh, you know, it was the most different that we had up until that point. Right. And, um, and let's see. And so now, you know, we have this week, you know, for the rest of the season or whatever, whether we stay on anchor or not, you know, we don't really know from week to week now how the show is going to sound. Sure. And it isn't even an editing issue. So I went over to Anchor on Twitter and I said to Anchor, you know, we're having these problems. And their response was essentially, do you record with friends? And I said, yes, of course, that's what we do. And they said, ah, well, recording with friends is a third party uh, application. Actually, it's not actually Anchor that we're recording on when we record with friends and that. Essentially, they've been having technical issues. So it's not us. They've been having technical issues. And with my report, that happens to of, of uh, you know, given more information to this third party uh, company, whatever it is, that they are having technical issues. So it isn't really us. It's this third party app. And that was good to know. That, yeah, all right. That, that works. So that's about the technical issues. Oh, have you, did you see the South Park vaccination special? Actually, uh, very sadly, I did not even think about that. I, I've been seeing it promoted on my, on my little like TV background thing. And I'm like, oh, I should get to that eventually. And, you know, I'll like, do another things. I'm in the middle of another show and all that. Um, 
I it completely slipped my mind that we could be talking about that on well, the podcast. So well, I actually, yeah. Essentially, I just wanted to, you know, shout out to it and tell people like it was a fucking public service announcement. It was like that. That it was that good, that informative. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these, like South Park, I think used to appeal to. First of all, what's what's great about it is that Matt and Trey are openly not Democrats. So this is not coming from a biased place. All right. So, so it's essentially like you know, calling attention to the ridiculousness of QAnon is one of the things that they called attention to. I don't mm. want to give too much away for those who maybe haven't seen it because well, these I days... Well, I could yeah. guess that I could surmise that from the title, South Park, you know, because you know, it's spelled with a Q, I figured that much. But yeah. Correct. So, yeah. you know, these guys that stormed the Capitol definitely in the first and second seasons of South Park were certainly South Park fans, you know? Right. South Park doesn't care who they piss off, even its fans, former fans or whatever. And again, can't stress enough. They're not Democrats. This was not a biased view on things. Far from it. Right. But it's a special that needs to be seen. I I actually do look forward to watching it because the last, you know, like it's been this one. And then the last one was the pandemic special, which I was very entertained by. And it's, and it's also like, you know, well, South Park and, this may be going into a slight bit of a tangent here, but South Park has gone from being just like a really weird random show to very, very focused on political uh, satire. So it sure has. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's hurt it and helped it at the same time though. That's yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing with me. Now, Lara loves South Park. She loves the new episodes. Me. I'm not so crazy about the new episodes. I mean, these these last couple ones have have definitely caught my attention, but the um, the the whole political aspect of the show it just it, it's like all right, come on, man, like do do a few episodes like that and put it behind you. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it just always seems like it's the same thing every week, and and I'm like, yeah, it's clever, it's funny, it's satire, but we have so many things already doing that. Just make your own show. Um, where was yeah. I going? point where you were going with that was that you just described msv podcast um yes except that we did not evolve from <laughs> randomness we were always political satire and now we're going to devolve into randomness yes it, it, actually uh in season two we're going to be uh going from random and farcical to experimental mm-hmm. to serious topics so it's going to be very interesting in that right. sense um, you know, uh, you know, we, I forgot we have show notes here, but of course, to boot of Katie canceling her appearance of which our topic is now fucked and we have no topic and no show. Matt McHenry is not here this week again. Yes, Matt McHenry. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I'm honored that he called me, but he was arrested last night. And I was his one phone call to let him know, to let me know that he wasn't going to be on the show this week. Wow. And that's, so that's true dedication right there. It, it was pretty dedicated. And, and you yeah. know, the whole thing is they found a kid, 17, 18, a young, uh, like late teens, early twenties, hacked up in Vanson Park. Oh, um, 
that's uh, DNA is all over the scene. So they think Matt had something to do with it. He swears no. I guess we'll find out from Matt next week um, if or not he really did have something to do with this murder. DNA is there. Now, the semen that was found there, they have not analyzed yet to see that if it was McHenry's. Okay. But, um, yeah, blood-wise, they, they found his blood uh, DNA in the blood. I've seen enough episodes of Law & Order SVU to, to know that just because someone's DNA is on something, that's not necessarily incriminating. So, well, for, for OJ. Mm, well, I mean, OJ was found not guilty. So that's, that's all I'm going to say. Right. Right. Um, so, Matt, we wish you good luck with that. And, um, you know, at the same time, I want to say, you know, uh, to Matt, a double fuck you because this week, because he's been missing shows like I'm looking at the I mean, I understand that life happens. But, John, mm -hmm. do you think it's worth even keeping Matt on the show at this point? Because every week it seems to be a different thing. Like, I, I realize, you know, you can't control things. I knew before I invited him to join us on the podcast that he had his chicken midget fights. You know, I knew that, and I knew that that would conflict and that he travels all across the country, all across the world, actually, because oh, yeah, sure. some have been done in Canada and France, I believe. Um, Germany, of course, you know. Obviously, so, how could you not? So he does these, you know, chicken and midget fights. I only go to the Boise, Idaho ones because it's a complimentary baked potato. Every other thing's you got to pay for concessions. But you get a complimentary baked potato at the Boise, Idaho show. If any of you are going to go and check out the uh, Matt McHenry uh, uh, chicken and midget fighting show, go to the Boise ones. You get a free baked potato. Um, I have been to I have been to Boise Idaho, never actually seen a Matt McHenry chicken fight, but I have gotten a free baked potato at Boise, Idaho events. How have you? Well, okay. Let me rephrase that. I was at my friend's wedding and we got free baked potatoes, but it, that also came with the free food. But, you know, I'm really just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to talk Matt up, you know, especially in the Boise, Idaho area. Right, because for all intents and purposes, Matt is still our friend. And yes. the fact remains, you know, is that he is part of this show. But, you know, he's missed, like, you know, I, I, what comes to my mind at the top of my head is David Caruso and NYPD Blue. Mm -hmm. And uh, or, or better yet, Laverne and Shirley. That would be the better, you know, Laverne and Shirley's last season, you know, Shirley left the show. And it was still called Laverne and Shirley. But it was, it was, just, it was, just, it was just a Laverne, rather. It was just Laverne. Exactly. Right. And that seems to be what's happening here. So, like... Well, I mean, so, yeah. as, as for my opinion on the, on the subject... As for Matt McHenry missing an episode every week for a different reason, every <laughs> single week, you know, it, it almost sounds now I know that Matt McHenry would never do this, but it almost sounds like he asked you to come up with excuses for him and you like had them prepared before the show. But I know he would never do that. 
Actually, no. <laughs> actually, no, Matt, 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 uh, I can honestly say did not ask to have what? excuses prepared for him. But these I, are, I, these are, these are real reasons. Like, I understand that sometimes you're suspected of murder. Who hasn't yes. been suspected of murder? Sometimes I understand. You are. Yes. I understand being molested by a dentist. I understand going to a candy factory and eating gum you're not supposed to and turning into a blueberry. Mm. I'm happy for Matt that he enjoyed being held captive by a deviant magician last week. He enjoyed it. And I'm happy oh, for him. That okay, that's good. Yeah, instead of becoming a horrific ordeal for him, he enjoyed mm. this. What did you know? Yeah. The, the 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 effect where like you fall in love with your captor or something I I forget what that's called but uh, is that something like Stockholm syndrome? It's, I, it's yeah like yeah a, yeah the Stockholm syndrome that's yeah. it that's what yeah. that was mm -hmm. yeah, along those lines and uh, no but he enjoyed like he went through the the disappearing box right mm -hmm. he ended up yeah and the guy's a magician and he's a deviant magician he's a supernatural magician he's a wizard whatever. Uh, Matt ended up in chains, mummified on a in a dungeon. All right, he was in danger, but he got aroused anyway. The magician then comes in to do his business, and Matt was all for it. And you know what? <laughs> he didn't enjoy the dentist experience, but he enjoyed the magician experience. He did get out of it. He did get out of it, but he got the magician's number, and they're going to do it again. So if anything good was to come out of that, Matt found something that now he really enjoys, and I'm happy for him about that. But they're going to do it again. Now, that kind of confuses me a little bit. He's well, going why is to that? I, I just explained it to you. No, 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 no. That, all, all that, what you said, he enjoyed it. And, and that, when, you, when you say they're going to do it again, because it sounded like the first time he was kind of kidnapped against his will, so are they just oh, going to role-play this time? They're going to be like... Oh. I hear what you're saying. No, no, no. Yeah. Matt enjoyed the entire experience. So at random mm -hmm. time, um, he's going to be captured uh, by this magician. Um, I, I don't know whether or not he's going to... I don't even think they need the disappearing box that leads him there mm. into the, that dimension. That The dungeon's in a different dimension. I forgot to mention that. Oh, <laughs> that, that makes all the difference. Yeah, I forgot to mention that when you when you walk through when he went through the disappearing box, he was not even of this earth. This magician is actually an evil wizard from another land, um, and and so Matt actually was not, you know, it's sort of like a Middle Earth type thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, that was uh, you know, it's kind of like you never know on Family Guy when the chicken is going to show up. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, now going forward in Matt's life, I really don't remember Matt's age. I think late thirties, something like that. I think mid thirties, late thirties, probably about my age, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something going forward now, mm -hmm. he's he's going to be randomly whisked away. Like he'll be sitting there, like watching TV at home, flipping channels, and he'll mm -hmm. be just, or he'll be in a restaurant with his partner. Or something like that, and be randomly whisked away to this magician's realm, and and that's it. They they do their stuff, and it's their business what they do. But the point is, I'm happy for him because he found something that he enjoys now. It's a it's a nice hobby for him. Well, I do have to say, um, you know, all that other stuff didn't sound appealing to me until you mentioned that it was in a different dimension. That oh, actually that would, that would get me fun. quite aroused if if I'm being honest myself. Oh really? 
Even well, if the magician was male? Okay, well, let's not get into to, uh, personal preferences. You know, it is in an alternate dimension after all. So, you know, they, uh, you know there's kind of no holds barred there in an alternate dimension. Um, I, I, this, this might be the first time that I'm still on show notes and it's 26 minutes into the show. I'm very excited about that because here we are obligated to do a show with no topic, no nothing, because our guest canceled. And again, perfect reason to change formats next season. Because I'm lost, lost without the guest. You know, essentially right. was, um, folks, Bill and Lou, our listeners, um, <laughs> essentially what happened was after the first two shows, we got good feedback for the shows. So I got all excited and booked, not friends, mind you. Some of them happen to be my friends. You were booked on the first show. You were not asked because you're my friend. Right. You were asked because you believed that you had something to say. Apparently, I was wrong because both of us, both of us have nothing to say this week. I also thought I was smarter. Than <laughs> we, we essentially say nothing for 90 minutes straight every week. It's wonderful. Yeah, and, and I essentially, what I realized last week was I say nothing but the Republican Party has been influenced by conspiracy theories this whole time. Brian Marks comes on the show, confirms that, and I said, so what you're saying is the Republican Party have been influenced by conspiracy theories this whole time. Yes. Okay, cool. My point is made. We can end this show now. But at that point, we had three more shows booked with this politics bullshit that we are not even qualified to talk about. Right. You don't even know who Rachel Maddow is. How are you qualified? Well, I'll tell you exactly how I'm qualified. One day, a few months back, my friend Greg Borab messaged me and said, hey, how would you like to be in my podcast? And I said, sure. And that's how I'm qualified. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think this through, John. <laughs> I didn't think this through at all because here I went. First of all, the you know the real Matt McHenry. We we talk about you know Matt McHenry's um, podcast persona each week. Mm -hmm. But so I got all excited. You know, I I'm the first to admit I go all over the place all the time, and the plan was. Let's do a one-off podcast about how pissed we are about the Capitol raid, really, you right. know, in the last four years, and how Trump, and hey, I, we can still say this today, Trump still has a big, mesmerizing hold on his, all his followers. Yes. Oh, by the way, I want to take this opportunity, Greg. I don't know if I told you about this specifically in like a, uh, a Facebook messenger or whatever. Okay. I, I was driving along on the highway the other day and mm -hmm. I saw a window decal. This guy had on the passenger side window a life-size decal of Donald Trump from like probably the waist up or the chest up or something with his smug smile and pointing at whoever is looking at it. And I said, that is really sick. 
it's just it's just fucking sick. That brings me to another reason why this show sucks in a way, because mm-hmm. and why we're changing the format and, and, and all this, because basically each week I say I hate Donald Trump and all that he's done to the country and the world and conspiracy theories have something to do with it. You say each week after I say that, yup. And then the guest says, and then the guest says each week, I feel that way too. And then last week, our big eight listening show, <laughs> Brian Mark said, yup, that's essentially what happened. Because so I used to be a Republican. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, there's nothing else to talk about. Perhaps Matt McHenry in real life did the right thing when he said, I don't want to do a fucking weekly show. What the fuck are you talking about? You told me this was going to be a one-off thing, and now you've booked a bunch of guests for the next eight weeks and expect me to be part of it? Fuck you. That's essentially, well, folks, what really happened. That's what really happened. And so maybe all this time he's been the smart one. And well, not only what? Oh, no, I was gonna just go. Go ahead. Uh, well, not only did he say "fuck you," but he also rightfully said, "Who are these Greg, Greg, and John people to be qualified each week to talk about politics?" <laughs> well, I certainly do agree. You and I are complete morons. And, you know, you seem to be more upset about it. I'm more amused by how, how moronic we are. And well, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's what makes it such a, such a good dynamic. It's like, you're like, God damn it, I'm pissed. I'm so fucking stupid. I never realized it before. And I'm just like, hey, you know what? I'm a fucking idiot. And uh, it should be public knowledge. So, you know, that's, uh, that's what I like. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for, uh, I'm having an existential realization, but yet mm. you've known all along that this is a sucky show. And so, therefore, you didn't like private message me like Matt McHenry did, because I'm sure he didn't want to insult you and say, right. look, 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 I, I don't want to do a weekly show. This is getting a little out of hand. And instead, you said, sure, Greg, sounds like a good idea. Instead of stopping me going, no, this show is going to go nowhere. So, (laughs) you're a little bit to blame for the situation. Oh, I am completely to blame for the situation. Because if you hadn't called on me, and then Matt McHenry left the show, you would have just been on your own. And you would have been like, I got nothing to do. And you just wouldn't have done it. And probably would have erased that one episode because what we found is that Matt McHenry wasn't even a very interesting person and the fact remains is that you coming on the show helped because Matt McHenry I mean he he was you know you know he was like all right I had one thing to say yes this whole situation sucks but what else are we going to talk about you know so it was a combination of him being smarter than us and also what I have nothing else to say (laughs) <laughs> yeah i've been on this fucking show so i guess it's been luck that every week he's had all these conflicts because he left the show anyway we said so in episode three you know anybody that listens to the show knows oh, oh what's the big matt McHenry joke this week what's the big matt McHenry joke this week because you know he left the show 
He left the show, but Greg does funny jokes each week and announces what Matthew is there. Is that how our listeners talk? With the funny jokes? Yeah, because anybody who listens to this show enthusiastically is a moron. <laughs> Almost as dumb as we are. Exactly. You know, yes. we are, but that's a perfect example. See, we're no different than Trump. See, Trump actually, though, talks out of his asshole and says, Let's let's quote Trump here for real during his four years of presidency. People flush toilets too much. Trump said that. Mm-hmm. People, people still listen to him. What else did Trump say? Trump said, um, Colin Kaepernick, get that bastard out of here. He's a big bastard because he kneeled, but yet incited an in- insurrection. Yeah. But people still listen to him. We come on here each week and say the things so anyone who still sticks with us loves the message that we give every week, which is saying the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I guess yeah. that, that's repetition. You know, you, 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 go, you go on, you see the same thing over and over and over and over again. And eventually the repetition will get all of the listeners to leave. And well, that, well, well, for all of us, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what we're going for? We just don't want any listeners. I thought that that's that's what I thought yeah. you were doing from the start because I I figured you were probably being super horrible and shitty on purpose. Now it seems oh oh, oh oh thanks no I thought I thought actually I was the best aspect of the show <laughs> for the crap that it is you know like how do I look at this ah yes I just watched the Coming to America sequel ah worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. Okay. And but it had Wesley Snipes at least in it in an enjoyable role that I enjoyed. I thought I was at least the Wesley Snipes of this show. Okay. Um I sadly also have not seen that movie yet and I'm not excited to see it. So No, there's no reason for you to see it. There's yes. absolutely no reason for you to see it. There's no reason for it to exist just like MSV podcast. Well, okay. Can I can I can I take a sidestep here for a second and yes. um, talk about Wesley Snipes? I believe this was Wesley Snipes. And um, what was the that other Eddie Murphy movie that just came out recently? Like, call me Dynamite. Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is my name. Wesley Snipes was also that was Wesley Snipes, right? Like in in that uh, movie director Co- role. C- correct. I I yes. haven't seen the movie though, but yes, Wesley ah. Snipes was yeah. I really enjoyed him in that role. So I this may actually get me to watch Coming to America Part 2. Yeah, yeah but, but, but dude, dude, dude. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to justify watching the movie. He, I enjoyed him, but the right. movie is so bad that he's, he's, it's not like he's, a, he's in it enough or, mm-hmm. you know, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant, but, and his scenes are good, you know. Perhaps somebody will put together on YouTube or something <laughs> all of Wesley Snipes's scenes from the movie. He probably has as much screen time in the movie, I want to say, if not more, than, say, Beetlejuice had in his own movie. You know? Okay. All right. Beetlejuice, so about, about Beetlejuice 13 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Beetlejuice had 14 minutes of screen time in Beetlejuice, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he was I the actually did notice the movie. that. Yeah. Watching Beetlejuice recently, because I hadn't seen it in a while. And I'm watching and I'm like, I actually noticed I was getting impatient. I'm like, when is Beetlejuice going to show up? And, and then I realized, like, once, yeah, once he shows up, the movie's almost over. 
It's not, yeah. It's not Beetlejuice's story. That's why it's about the Maitlands and Lydia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it's the Maitland and Lydia story. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not. In fact, it wasn't called Beetlejuice. I don't remember the uh, the working title, but the mm-hmm. working I think House Spirits. I think it was called. Could be. But but yeah, Beetlejuice was was not its original title. And uh, but how brilliant is is Keaton in that movie? Though oh, he's he's amazing. And yeah. he, what's even more amazing about that role is you know that that movie came out. Uh, what was it like? Two years before Batman, something a like year. that. It came like, out in '88. It yeah. was just one year before Batman, and yeah. and like I, I I mean for the time, that makeup and like whatever it was that they did to his teeth and all that, absolutely unbelievable. The way that he it looked, may have, it may have been nominated or won an Academy Award for makeup. I'm not sure. I'll have to look yeah. at that. I mean, I know nothing of politics. So why should I know anything about movies either? Because so, you know nothing about politics. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised how little I know about movies too. And, <laughs> and, that's, and that's my business, quote unquote, but I'm a Z-list actor, let's face it. Anyway, um, <laughs> look, John, uh, let's get serious for a moment. You have a new member of the family, Mr. Miyagi, talk about it. Let's Let's take a little time to talk about Mr. Miyagi. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about Mr. Miyagi right now. The reason that I am now standing up is because Mr. Miyagi took my seat. Uh, so Mr. Miyagi, uh, I don't believe you just mentioned this. He is a kitten. So mm-hmm. yes, he's not a person or a giraffe or anything like that. He is yeah, like a, or, a, or a border that you and uh, Lara took in. Right. 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 He's not. Yeah. He, well, he is, is a, that, but he's not like a, yeah. yeah. Yes. He is a kitten. His name yeah. is Mr. Miyagi. I argued to name him Forth, Forsyth Pendleton Jones the Third, but uh, no, Lara would not let me name him that. So we went with Mr. Miyagi, and, which I was uh, educated uh, is actually Jughead's real name. Yes, Forsyth Pendleton right. Jones the Third is Jughead's right. real name. Which, this was a fact I didn't know, and was, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't know a lot of things. But your friend informed me that that's what that's what his name is. Yeah, who's my friend? Yeah, a friend of yours on a Facebook, like like you said, Forsyth, whatever. Yeah, and then I said, "Is that based on something?" And then your friend said, "Don't you?" He was probably trying to troll me too. Don't you read Archie comics? And I said, "You just answered your own question. If that's common knowledge between Archie fans, and I didn't know that, it's actually not. I'm I'm just a really weird dude, and um, I." looked up Jughead Jones on Wikipedia. And if I hadn't done that, I would never have known like out of, I've read like, like 500 Archie comics, never seen the name Forsyth appear in any of them. He, they probably mentioned it like once. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I found out from Wikipedia. Yeah. That's what happens on social media because I think your friend, I don't know your friend, nor can I name it, you know, who this Mm -hmm. friend was, but I think they were trying to say, what kind of idiot are you? And <laughs> in those okay. situations, I say, I, I just don't know. You're My asking guess. me a question and I don't know. That happens in life. So you're trying to troll me right now. I'm not saying right. your friend was trying to troll me. Right. But it's like these people with like, you know, like, like, okay, a good example is that my sister was once in school and uh-huh. somebody wrote down Billy Joel lyrics 
showed them to my sister and said, cool, right? And then my sister said, yeah, it's cool. What is that? <laughs> um, it's Billy Joel! Don't you know Billy Joel? So it's like, you idiot, you don't know that this happens in society all the time. When people yes. say that to me, I go, no, you just educated me on something. Yes. So thank you. My friend, my friend whom I love and adore, Gilberto, is... Oh, I can't wait to have him on the show next season. Yeah. Is that way, you know, and Gilberto, okay. if you're listening, which I'm, which I'm sure you're not, but <laughs> Gilberto, he... He'll bring up a movie like Iron Man and like quote the movie. And I'll be like, what's that? And he goes, it's from Iron Man. And I'm like, I haven't seen it. He's like, you haven't seen Iron Man? And I'm just like, oh, God, this is just too much of that. So anyway, um, getting exactly. back. Exactly. Uh, so Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, backtracking a couple of things. I think, first of all, that the guy who said, don't you read Archie comics? If I am not mistaken, that was probably Larry Foreman. Does that name sound I, familiar? No, that name doesn't ring a bell. I don't think it was Larry Foreman. No. It could have been, but well, it's, if it, it, it wasn't, yeah. Because when I said, is Forsyth a good name for a cat, he was the only one who seemed to um, understand the reference. So that's why I... It could have been. Sense, Obviously, so. the name didn't stick out at me enough to give a shit. Right, right. You know, well, it's not like I must have Larry Foreman in my life now, you know? But Larry, okay, let me uh, tell you, in case it was Larry Foreman, Larry Foreman is a, a really cool guy, really good dude. So he might have just said, do you read Archie comics? Like, kind of curious. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, that's probably why you don't understand the reference. You know, like, it. you know, he... Yeah. He, he, he's not the type to troll. Anyway, so now backtracking a little bit more, Mr. Miyagi, he is a tiny... Yeah, the fact, yeah the, fact, the fact that we even had a talk about Larry Foreman shows how much we're pushing for topics here. Yes! Mr. Miyagi, please, please tell me of your new kitten, because that's what this show is all about. Go ahead. I've had the cat now. I think this is the fourth day that I've had the cat. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, he's... He's, I think, pushing 11 weeks old. So that means that I can get away with calling him three months old for like the next three weeks, which is great. Fine. So he's about three months old. He's, he fits in my hand and I can like, you know, carry him around. But when he bites you, it's very painful. So um, there's that. He likes to steal your seat. Mm -hmm. And um, he's a cat. Is that a fact? Yes. I, you know, amazingly, you know, it's like I love being around him and, you know, I, I love having him around and all that stuff. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. <laughs> He's a, Just you have a cat and yeah. a new cat, a new kitten, and that's the end of the story. That is the end of the story. Yes. Uh, beautiful. You can't, because, you can't tie yeah. your shoelaces with him around. That, that's another thing. Always the plays with the shoelaces. Oh, yes. It's impossible to tie your shoelaces. Mm. So there's that. Okay. And everything just came to a screeching halt right now. It's not that serious. Well, I, well, no, I'm just, I'm legitimately, see, I interrupt you a lot, um, especially this week, um, because, you know, the truth came out mm -hmm. this week about what this, what a piece of shit this show really is. <laughs> so, and then we have to do two more after this one. <laughs> Possibly even three. 
Mm, okay. You see, you see, this this show here may actually make up for. Okay, we're we're gonna do three more because here's why. Okay. Because I'm OCD, right? So we have this is episode nine. So we have episode ten. And this is season one. You know, we don't know if we'll even go beyond season two. We are greenlit for a season two. That I can assure our fans. Oh yeah, the the the, the Spotify ordered a second season from us. <laughs> Yes, we are greenlit as long as we stay away from things we know nothing about. Uh, I better start making a list because there's uh, <laughs> I, I feel that I mean, oh, I, well, OK. I mean, I guess statistically speaking, the list of things that I know nothing about is obviously going to be much longer than the list of things that I know something about. So, you know, I'll have to start making a list. Right. So we're going to see like how season two goes, you know, but, but, mm. but that aside, yes, we have at least two more shows to do. But the difference is provided that they don't cancel. Um, uh, Paul White and Ian Campbell Dunn, those are our last two guests of the of the of the season. Paul White, who I go back years with. Um, uh, actually, it's, it's sort of going to be like a mini Josh Gad, you know, Josh Gad's uh, reunited apart series on YouTube. Uh no, yeah of course you don't. No, see <laughs> you you John John let's let's digress here. You get by on your looks and your charm. That's just a fact. You really aren't a brilliant or smart person. And the fact is that I picked you as my co-host seemed like a good idea at the time. But all we're getting proofed right now is that because of your looks, your your charming personality, and your mm -hmm. presence. You get by on this show, it's a perfect example of how Trump was popular with people because they thought he had, like, a bunch of charisma and stuff, when in reality he was a hack. Well, that right. perfectly explains you. Well, sure. I mean, look, yeah. I'll come out, and I'll be the first one to admit that, okay? I, I, at first, I got by on my good looks and my charm and my presence. Right. And then as time went by, it was just my charm. And then I just became a grumpy, ugly piece of shit. So oh, you're not. You know, no, you're not. You're not. You're not ugly now. Like you may think. Like maybe you're. You're probably not as pretty as you were in your twenties. Let's say, right? Right. Well, you know, you, you've still got. I think a couple of good years in you. And you know what? That that like like I you know said. Since we really have no topic this week, that brings me to something. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That actually brings me to something. I am. Um, I don't intend to die tomorrow. Okay. That's good because we have more episodes to do. Yeah, two at least. You know, if, you yeah. know, much like, you know, because if we finish out this season, I'm sure like actors, performers, hosts have died before. Like Larry King, he just died. I'm sure he had fucking shows booked before he died. Right, right. You know, that obviously got canceled because uh, um, of Alex death. Trebek is a prime example. <laughs> Correct. Shows were scheduled, yeah. but interim hosts are in there now. Right. Um, so I don't plan to die tomorrow, but look, out, out of all those closest to me, despite today that, you know, the truth comes out that you only get by on your looks and your charm and that mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think very highly of your intelligence and things like that now anymore. Of you course. Know, all that stuff. I believe true in my and you know, I'm a very spiritual person, mm -hmm. which brings me to this week's shout out. We have a podcast shout out this week, and that is a paranormal podcast 
Um, and, and we actually have a paranormal show already scheduled for next season. That, that's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, this week's uh, podcast shout out is for a paranormal podcast. It's, it should be very exciting. It's on Twitter at the life paranormal. Just remember V as in Vorob, uh, Life Paranormal, V Life Paranormal. The V is for Vanessa, though, because that mm-hmm. is the host of the show. And I have an exciting announcement. While we are on hiatus, and rightfully sh- so, because this show should be on hiatus. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monday, Monday, April 12th, I am scheduled right now tentatively to be a guest on that podcast to talk about my own paranormal experiences. And that's another thing about you, John. You're a small-minded one of those I don't believe the paranormal can possibly exist people. So that's going to work to our advantage next season when we do our uh, paranormal show. But I, however, have had, well, let's just say I've had unexplainable experiences, and those will be explored on the V-Life Paranormal podcast. So right. everyone on Twitter, look for her. There's a link. She also does her show on Anchor. And, of course, never had any technical issues with it, even when she's had guests, because that's just how my luck goes, not how anyone else's luck goes. So that's at V-Life Paranormal. There's a link to her podcast there, which is on Anchor. Vanessa, very sweet girl. And very supportive of other podcasts. And I'm tentatively scheduled while on hiatus from this train wreck. It'll be Monday, April 12th is my so far scheduled appearance on that. So that should be fun. And and she's our shout out for this week. Are there any other show notes before I get on the... uh, um, Oh, yes. How could I possibly forget? We had a mistake last week on the show. I, I have to go in for a correction. You would think... Brian Marks would have known the answer to this question mm. but b- because, you know, he was a supposed uh, Republican expert, former Republican. I think there could be, you know, he could be posing as a Democrat now and is still a Republican. I don't know. That's just speculation. That's just speculation. Um, so we were talking about the founders of Fox News and, of course, um, um, Rupert Murdoch, of course, w- was uh, one of the founders of, of Fox News. But the name that Brian was trying to think of last week that he couldn't think of was um, Roger Ailes. Okay. And in no way is the guy's name Bob. Not so, of something or other? Right. So I came up with, uh, you know, I was, for some reason in my head, I thought Bob Iger. But that's the chairman or former chairman. I don't know if he's still with Disney. I think he stepped down. Bob Iger is the, was the former chairman of the Disney company. Okay. Um, and I think, I think he said, I mean, I don't know if this was related, but I believe he had mentioned the name Bob Grant. I don't know if that's like sort of who he was talking about or if it was. There was a Marvin. I don't remember if, if his name was uh, Marvin Grant. There was a Marvin who was also a big, there were like three big um, um, uh, proponent people on who created Fox News. And that was mm-hmm. uh, Rupert Murdoch, Roger Ailes, and I believe this guy Marvin. Or we're liable to find out next week that there was no Marvin, just like there was no Bob. Well, I did a little snooping around. 
mm-hmm. after this mistake and found that Bob something or other <laughs> actually is the actual shadow creator of Fox News, that he's actually been pulling the strings this whole time, not only for Fox News, but for all conservative conspiracy right-wing media. I see. So, in finding this out, I contacted Bob something or other to come on this show. And for season two, we will have none other than Bob something or other to be a guest for season two. None other. The real Bob something or the real architect of conservative right-wing media and conspiracy. He did the whole Hillary Clinton is evil thing, and he's working on the whole AOC is evil thing, Mm. and he's working on all that shit right now. (laughs) And he's the real, like, he's really, uh, he's Rupert Murdoch's boss. All right. You know, he he is to uh, Soros is, uh, you know, the, who supposedly is the, um, string puller for the Democratic Party, Bob something or other is for the Republican Party. In fact, Trump was even his brainchild. And from what I understand, Bob something Mm -hmm. or other actually has a personality very similar to Stephen Colbert. So that should be interesting. Is this true? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I hear. I could be wrong, but, you know, Stephen Colbert, he's he's a pretty out there Republican which is, Are you talking about some Stephen Colbert is not a Republican. I, okay. I mean, I got to break character right now. I'm referring to, you know, the rapport with Stephen Colbert where he actually played a Republican. Oh, okay. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. You are not breaking character because that just shows you that I know nothing. I see. That, that we break character. We break character. You could break character for a second as mm-hmm. – Episode nine, John Seymour persona I see. into going into just the proof that I'm an idiot too. Yeah, I understand. Okay, yes. Well, this, well, I didn't. I didn't want that to get lost in translation. People, people now think that I think that Stephen Colbert is a Republican. No, he made fun of Republicans by playing one on his show. That's uh, yeah. That's that's what I that's what I meant. Okay. Well, we're gonna have a real. I mean, but that's Stephen Colbert playing a character. We're going to have the real Bob something or other on this show. Okay. All right. Well, I look forward to to, to speaking with Bob something or other. Yeah, we're going to have him on next season. This is the first time that almost an hour into the show, I am now done with show notes. Those were all the show notes. That is good. For this week. So, okay. So then getting back to... um, you not being uh, a spring chicken anymore, but you mm-hmm. still have a few good years in you. Okay. Got a couple of good years. Okay. <laughs> so, so, oh, right. So that came into my spiritual beliefs and the fact that I'm going to be on the paranormal podcast and we're going to mm-hmm. have a paranormal episode. Well, I truly believe now, I don't know who will still be here when it's my time to go. <laughs> and ho- hopefully that's many, many years down the road. You know? Yeah, well, I uh, hope so. Yeah, yeah. Many, many, many years down there, but I'm 42 years old. I am right now uh, the epitome of a 42-year-old podcaster. I did not shower this week. I am 42, unshowered, unshaven, in boxer shorts and a t-shirt, 
in the master bedroom of my mom's apartment. So I am like so far. So from that, it is right now very statistically unlikely I will ever have next of kin. Are you, you know, wait, please tell me you're also eating like a, like a cream filled donut. Um, don't be silly. I am trying to watch my girlish figure. Don't be, all right. Hey, all right. <laughs> That's just ridiculousness. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. But so, so my point is, I don't know. I, I have final wishes um, for my funeral that I need to happen. And because I have no next of kin right now, and if, and I'm in no way close, because as I just said, I'm 42 in, in, a, in a master bedroom in my mom's apartment in a uh, boxer shorts, underwear, uh, um, a t-shirt, unshaven, unshowered, and pretty much um, not what, not a, a, a catch in any way, shape, or form, you know? Oh, don't sell yourself short, Marshall. Okay, well, <laughs> but with all that being said, it's still likely that uh, at this point in my life, having next of kin, it ain't looking so good at the moment, you know? Seems unlikely, so, I understand, yes. So therefore, and plus this is a public show, you know, so, so declaring it here on the show, um, declaring this, means it's official and so it needs to be said and i feel even if you're going to be 95 at the time mm -hmm. of of when i go and let's hope that's that the case you know you don't know you know if uh, your fate and and the man in the big black cloak works in very mysterious ways mm -hmm. so, so we don't really know but somebody needs to be informed of my last wishes for the funeral this way Anybody listening to the show who outlives me can can help me with this. But I'm leaving this to you because even if you're 95 or whatever, I feel you will still be here when it's my time. That's just my spiritual, psychic belief that you will still be here. So I feel right here, live, recorded on MSV Podcast, which is going to be called moronic Seymour and Vorob next season because we're not changing it from MSV. And so we are actually changing it to moronic Seymour and Vorob next mm -hmm. week. Okay. So I need then to tell you what my last wishes are in order to make sure that it happens. Because like at first, at, at one point in my life, I was doing all the acting stuff and I thought maybe I'd be famous. Okay. So I thought maybe that this would um, propel me that my last wishes could be met. You know, my last request could be met, mm -hmm. you know? Well, John, I, I need you to accept, of course. Do you accept responsibility for making sure my last wishes at my funeral happens? Um, I'm, I mean, I would love to say yes. I kind of need to hear what they are. Before I sure, it's very simple. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a few requests mm -hmm. to happen at my funeral. Okay. Now, um, I'm not being sexist here. I'm going to refer to the following um, hypothetical person as a he. Okay. Um, because, it, it, but it doesn't mean I don't think that this hypothetical person at the time of my passing 
will be a she. That doesn't mean I don't think it could be a she. Okay. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to, um, emphasize that right, right now. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the first request I have, uh, for my funeral is that I want the prime minister of Canada in attendance. Now, I don't know who the prime minister of Canada will be at the time of my death, but because it's Justin Trudeau now, that's why I'm referring to this person as, as a he. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not saying that it isn't going to be a she, but you know, here's, here's the thing. Um, I want the prime minister of Canada there. And not only do I want the prime minister of Canada there, I want the prime minister of Canada to be inconsolable. Um, now, of course, it may mean that he has to fly in, you know, maybe spend, you know, the night before my funeral with a little acting training, mm-hmm. you know, so that he could get himself in the place he needs to be to to be there. But I want I want him sobbing. I want him being a mess, a wreck, like my death has affected the prime minister of Canada so much that he is just uh, ugly crying at, at my, at my funeral. Um, if I can get the prime minister of Canada, I will Mm -hmm. absolutely have that for you. I I'll, I'll even teach him how to act myself. Well, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. We know from this show that you're a fine actor because you've been pretending and coming across all these weeks as you've as you've known what you've been talking about like i yeah. pretend i know what i'm talking about you know i i had the thing where like i don't believe in spirits you know spirits or god or anything like that and i well, that was already knew that we I, already knew no, that's but fine I, yeah. I pretend that that's based on like scientific uh you know know-how and you know understanding but it's really just because i i'm simple-minded okay so you're an arrogant prick i yeah who feels well you know what you know right. I can understand it because you're a magician and magicians have all studied things like Penn Jillette, all right. those guys, the, uh, what's his face the, that just died. He was in his nineties. Uh, the, the amazing Randy. I don't, um, I don't know who, I don't and, know who you're talking about. Well, of course not. Cause it's you. Of course. And then, well, you know, who actually did know who the, who, who the amazing Randy was very much. Who, who's that? Ken Radner. Ken Radner knew. And he, he was a big fan of The Amazing Randy, a, a big inspiration for Penn Jillette. And Penn Jillette, of course, is a debunker of the paranormal. And stuff. Uh, yes, yes, he is. You know, so you feel because these people, Ken Radner, of course, being the only one who didn't give us permission to make fun of him this week. Now, we did make fun of a few people, and I want to assure everyone that we, we had their permission, but the only pussy who said, who didn't respond was Ken Radner. And it's a good thing he didn't because actually he would have gotten the biggest beating of them all. So it's actually a good thing that he didn't consent to, uh, to making fun of. I'm sorry if we didn't get uh, to making fun of everybody, um, but everybody who we've talked shit about in the show so far have all given your consent. um, And thank you for being good sports this week. Um, however, um, um, we need to get back to the seriousness of the situation, which is my, my funeral request. Of course, request. of course. Yes. All right. We've completely gone off the rails as usual. So 
my funeral request. So now the prime minister of Canada is there. He's got to be inconsolable. So that way, I mean, I don't know who will be around to be at my funeral. Uh, I know you will be. And, and, and you're in on this. So I don't know like how impressive it would be. But, you know, let's say some random people are there. They're going to see the prime minister Canada of Canada there sobbing and, and inconsolable. And they're going to wonder why. So, um, all right. And that's the point. Mm-hmm. So throw him a hundred bucks or something like that to do this. I'm sure there'll be nothing going on in Canada at the time. There never is. Yeah, and we're, talking, like, we're talking about like what fifty years from now. I'm I'm sure nothing's going to change. Why? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we can only hope that it's fifty years from now. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so the Prime Minister of Canada ha- has to be there, and you throw him a hundred bucks, and he's got to do his thing. Look, John, if you don't feel because you're going to be ninety five or whatever, if you're really old, if you don't feel you could be his acting coach. Just go to the Yellow Pages, or nowadays it's Google, and find the best acting coach you possibly can so that the Prime Minister of Canada can get where he needs to be to be inconsolable. You know, he has to use, like, I'm an actor. He has to use, like, substitution work. He has to use, like, some sense memory work. Well, 50 years from now, I'm assuming there's going to be hovering robots, and you just kind of grab one and say, hey, get me an acting coach. Alexa. Get me an acting. Or Alexa, coach me in this acting. Coach me. And then, oh, not you. I'm sorry. I have I have one on my own. I'm just making sure that it's not responding to you saying that. Okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. so that's part one. That's part one. Um, mm-hmm. um, so the, but I understand that, you know, and you throw him a hundred bucks, you know, he'll probably come. Canada, there won't be anything happening, you know. <laughs> but I, mean, I understand... It's Canada. But I understand that things can happen and that maybe the prime minister of Canada. Now, he may negotiate with you a little bit, like a hundred bucks might not be enough. It'll be in my will. Money will be there for the prime minister. It'll all be set aside for him. Negotiate, but start at the hundred bucks. You understand what I'm saying? Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've mentioned a couple of times, you know, I've seen pawn stars. I know how to negotiate. I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that's a completely fake show, and Rick Harrison is a big-time Trumper, by the way. I, just, just I, saying. I, I, like just saying. To, I like to see the cool stuff. I don't, I don't care yeah. about Rick Harrison as a person. Oh, I get that. Yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, yeah, negotiate with him. Or, I'm not being sexist here, people. Mm-hmm. Or, whatever. And, you know, get... Get the Prime Minister of Canada where they need to be so that they can be inconsolable at the at my funeral. That'll take sense memory work, emotional recall, stuff like that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I understand things can come up, though, and maybe Canada will have a crisis like uh, like all Tim Hortons go out of business or something like that. Oh, my. Yeah, that so, would be that would So be I understand terrible. that might happen. I have a plan B for, for my funeral. Mm-hmm. I have a plan B, but if you could get the Prime Minister of Canada in addition to plan B, this will be even better. Well, that would be something. Too. Okay. I want you to go um, to the Fulton Fish Market. It's downtown in the mm-hmm. city. Okay. 
Find a random fishmonger, okay? Oh, Find okay. a fishmonger. Throw him a hundred bucks. A fishmonger, I guarantee you, can use an extra hundred bucks anytime. Even in the 2070s, when this is going to happen, a fishmonger is going to use can use an extra hundred bucks. I guarantee you that. Okay. All right. And I want him or her. I'm not being sexist here. There could be female fishmongers. There could, you be. know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want the fishmonger to do a speech about me at the at at the funeral. Now, I realize that the fishmonger may not know me as as a person. In fact, that's that's likely that they won't because I don't know any fishmongers yet. Right. <laughs> okay. So the fishmonger speech can be something as simple as Again, I mean if the fishmonger can, you know, Think of wonderful things for a eulogy for me. Oh, I also don't want anyone else but this fishmonger giving a eulogy oh, to me. All right. Okay. All right. Not even my closest friends. And uh, being that you will be outliving me, uh, you might be my last remaining closest friend at that time. Do not do a eulogy. That's the job of the fishmonger, okay? Uh, you know, the fishmonger, I imagine, would do a fine job of that. And I well, wouldn't do anything. Okay. Well, this is what you tell the fishmonger. You tell the fishmonger, say whatever you want. Be how long as you want. But all you really need to say is, I never met or known Greg Borob. All I know about him is that he wanted a fishmonger to do a eulogy at his funeral. Uh, all right. And then th it could be something as simple as that, that the fishmonger has to say. But I mean, if you get a creative fishmonger, all the more better. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I, I think this is a fabulous idea. Well, and it might be instead of the prime minister. But if you can get him and the prime minister, see, the prime minister is going to be inconsolable. So even when the fishmonger delivers that beautiful, heartfelt eulogy, he he or she has to still be sobbing because he's, mm -hmm. he, the, the problem is going to be so inconsolable. That's the thing that he won't even be able to attend the Shiva with all the delicious Jewish food afterwards because he's going to be too upset to eat. And you know what? If he gets a good enough acting coach, he will be in that place. We got to make sure that he does dangerous, like real dangerous, emo unhealthy emotional recall, kind of the method that Christian Bale uses because Christian Bale uses methods. Uh, oh, so does Edward Norton to get themselves really fucked up. Well, apparently, so did, uh, so did, uh, so did what's, what's that? So apparently, so did well, what's his face? The guy who played the Joker in that movie. Uh, oh, Jared Leto. No, 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 no. The 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 one who played the Joker in um in Dad, Dark and, Knight. And and, and Doc, we're talking about my death, and you didn't want to say Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. That's I'm sorry. Oh, did, is, did you did you not remember Heath Ledger's name? This legendary I, actor, well, the legendary okay. performance. I'm going to tell you exactly why I didn't say anything out loud, because there's always like, you know, for me, name recall is like it's it's like a paralysis for me. Almost. Uh, I have a good memory for most other things. For some reason, name recall is terrible. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm like Joker from the Dark Knight. And I'm like, I want to say Heather. But it wasn't, it clearly was not someone named Heather. So, yes, Heath Ledger, that's who I'm talking about. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jared Lowe's on the way. Heath Ledger, yes, if we can get that kind of technique 
on the Prime Minister of Canada. Like, like if this results in the Prime Minister of Canada having an emotional breakdown, that's not really my problem. Right. It's all gonna, you know, that's that's what Meisner technique is for, which is the technique that I have studied most. Mm-hmm. Never finished it. That is the plan, but it it takes from your imagination rather than your recall. Sure. Because if you take from your recall, that could lead you into like an emotional place. You know, in the end, does it matter how you get there? No. No. But 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 in the case of the Prime Minister of Canada, he actually if the acting coach is good enough, he will not be able to attend the Shiva with all the wonderful food. <laughs> all right. In fact, there's gonna be a fishmonger there. So can you imagine how fresh the locks for the bagels are gonna be at Oy. my Shiva? Oh, it's gonna now, be it's gonna be wonderful. Yeah. Now I, I haven't finished with the fishmonger yet. So he gives the heart's felt speech, but then he gives a demonstration on how to fillet a fish perfectly. Mm-hmm. All right. So he gets up there. He says, Greg Vorob, I didn't know him. He's dead now, but he wanted a fishmonger to speak at his funeral. And that is my speech. And now I will demonstrate how to fillet a fish perfectly. And, and, and so he'll fillet a fish right in front of everybody. Excellent. Right there. Excellent. Of course, I haven't decided now, you know, I'm not a very good Jew. I'm a Jew, but not a very good Jew, you know? So I haven't decided. What's that? I was just going to say, I mean, like, I I don't know. I I don't know what your practices are. I I only know how you are as a podcast host. (laughs) Right, right. So I don't know if it, it, it won't be an open casket. It'll be a closed casket because I don't, I don't believe in open caskets, but I may be cremated. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So either my urn will be there. We're getting ready to cremate, whatever it is. The fishmonger can go ahead and do the demonstration. If he needs my coffin to put the fish and like, because this is, I want everybody to leave my funeral an expert on how to fillet a fish. I mean, Greg Vorab's death is going to be very informative to all these people. Well, yeah, especially if they don't know how to fillet a fish. Right. If they already know that, eh, it's it's sort of redundant. But I'm willing to bet that most people I know, most people who know you too, don't know how to fillet a fish. I don't. Okay. Myself. It would be even better if you can find a fishmonger with sushi making skills but that you know i think that's a two separate i think it's i think it's from the same business it's in the fish business yeah but sushi chefs you know and fishmongers is probably two different things Mm -hmm. so the fishmonger and hey you might as well he might as well use salmon because he can use that fresh salmon that he just demonstrated um uh, at my funeral um, for the for the locks for the bagels that you guys are about to enjoy at my shiva the wonderful bagels the bagels of the yeah. year by the way if Ridgewood Bagels in Ridgewood is still open mm-hmm. please please have them cater because they are the best <laughs> all right I, I if will you want, if you want to give them a call and you know you know see how much in advance they need booking for their catering. You know, say any time between 2064 and 2079, if I make 100, that'd be great. So between 2064 and 2079, in the event of Greg Vorob's death, how much in advance do you guys need to, uh, you know, for catering? You could call. I don't care. Do that any time between now and 2064. I mean, okay, I, I don't care. I just like, I'll call him and I'll be like, listen, I want to make 
Uh, I want to make a, 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 a whatever plan schedule. I want I, I want you to cater 50 years from today. Just write it down on your piece of paper and just have it there. And then that would also be a prank because it's like they'll 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 have this piece of paper for the next 50 years and they won't be able to take it like off. a back to the future type thing. Well, not quite, because uh, this is for something that will happen in the future we need catering for this date 50 years from today you know and they'll just be like oh all right well i guess we'll just have this on this piece of paper for the next 50 years that that was allegedly like oh someone will be there in the middle of a rainstorm at the end of back to the future too that seems less likely to be true you know because i think ridgewood bagels is so awesome you know perhaps because this podcast is so popular perhaps mm -hmm. people will listen to this show uh, today and ridgewood bagels is going to become like lines out the door you can't even get in because it's greg vorob's favorite bagel place in ridgewood and they'll want to see the piece of paper well that's your job dude yes. you, you have to I, I, at your leisure just at your leisure you have until 2064 so I would say, well, I, you know, we don't, we don't know. Mm -hmm. Fate is unknown right now. But I would say my ideal, you know, let's put me between 2064 and 2079 at 100. If I go beyond 100, like Kirk Douglas, terrific. In fact, I have reason to believe that my, my father's old landlady from Queens, mm -hmm. Frida Mednick, who was born on, oh, if any of our listeners has information on Frida Mednick, my father's former landlord, who was born on October 10th, 1910. Wow. And what is the significance of that? Her birthday is 10, 10, 10. Ooh. Also, yeah. I just want to say this seems to be something of a sign because my old landlady was also named Frida. So? Wow. What, what are the odds? But it definitely wasn't, it definitely wasn't Mednick because you never no, lived in Queens. No, it was, not, yeah. it was not Mednick. I don't remember her last name. Uh, Debiak, that was her last name, Debiak. So, okay. yeah, yeah, that, that was... Well, Frida, anybody named Frida now mm -hmm. is either extremely old or dead. It's just not a name people get anymore. Yeah. Yes, people do um, name their children Frida. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll come back. I don't know. I, you know. Maybe after like the war. Frida, maybe after it, the war yeah. worlds, it'll come back. Maybe, maybe by the time I go... It, it'll it'll be back, but but and if anybody knows, I have reason to believe Frida Mednick is still alive, and if if she's still alive in October, will turn hundred and eleven. Mm. So if anyone knows if she's still alive, um, it, you know, please uh, let us know. But also, she could be at my funeral too. Okay. Um. So, Greg, I mm -hmm. I need to give you like a ten minute warning here because I I um. I actually am not able to stick around for that much longer. So, uh, you know, just, just, just keeping you aware of that. All right, there's, there's two things going on here. First of all, don't worry because it, it won't okay. go on beyond 10 minutes. Uh, but second of all, like, I think like I either believe you or at the same time, you're thinking this show <laughs> is such a train wreck. I need to escape. It's like, I need to interrupt you in the middle of your own show to tell you, wrap it up or I'm hanging up on you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, now, I, I have one more thing uh, mm -hmm. to request, but I haven't decided yet if I want to go this route. You know, okay. um, mid midget is not a term people use anymore. 
It's Little Person. All right. Okay. But Stefan from Saturday Night Live said midgets all the time, as did um, uh, Matthew McHenry in his chicken and midget fight shows. Um, You you know, they said the word midget. So I was actually informed by season two guest Laura Smith that um, who will be on the show next season that, you know, midget is an offensive term. Um, That's Um, what I understand. I don't know why. But that's what I understand. Okay, well, my apologies to Peter Dinklage. I think it's a funny word. I haven't decided at my funeral with the with with the prime minister and the fishmonger. I may want while the fishmonger is doing his demonstration. Mm-hmm. I may want midgets uh, dressed as clowns walking down up and down the halls, uh, blowing bubbles. But I haven't decided yet. That will be later as we get closer. I'll make that decision. I because would. I understand some people are creeped out by midgets, and uh, I, I was myself earlier in life. But Peter Dinklage came along and made it cool. You know, he's the, he's probably he's one fine looking midget, and so he is a good looking um, dude. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, yeah. yeah great looking, sexy motherfucking midget, Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, wow, it took an hour and twenty two minutes for me to lose it. Wow. To anyway, to that. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, yeah, to get to that point. Yeah. So anyway, um, now if Peter Dinklage wants to come, he may. But I, I think he's older than me. His time will be. But again, the decision with the midgets walking up and down the aisles, blowing bubbles, that'll come later. But be prepared for it in case in I, case it's in there. I will be prepared for it. It'll be like a bar mitzvah. I have a question for you. Have you ever seen a picture of Peter Dinklage walking his dog? Uh, I don't think so, but I saw it was, many other pictures of Peter Dinklage, and he's just a cool dude. He's got there, such a great swagger to him. There was total a, man crush on Peter Dinklage. Oh, sure, know. respect. There respect was a, for Peter Dinklage. Yeah, there was a picture in the newspaper. I remember seeing this a few years ago. Peter Dinklage walking his dog, and his dog is like taller than he is, which made for, interesting. Which made for like a really amusing imagery, and it's like it shouldn't be amusing. But it is. It's like, you know, if you're a midget or a little person and you're going to get a dog, you would want to get a dog that's not going to, like, outgrow you, I would think. But, you know, that's just... All right. Yeah. Well, look, um, on that note, John, mm-hmm. um, uh, you got to go. Yeah. And now we had discussed beforehand that this show might have gotten to some serious topics, but again, it was all natural progression. Sure. And so now we're here at this point, and it's time to end this week's show. Episode nine, no guest, and this is where we at. This is where we were at for no guest. So, sure. In, in summation, here, John, as usual, mm-hmm. say your piece. Where can people find you? Where can people find you uh, on the webs and and promote? Your stuff. I certainly shall. You can find me on Facebook. The name is John Seymour, J-O-N-S-E-Y-M-O-U-R. I have now changed the profile picture. So if you're looking for me, now look for a picture of um, the cropping was a little strange. But on the bottom, there's like the top of a cat. And then there's like me with my head kind of sticking to the side, giving that giving some big toothy smile. 
Uh, when you actually open that picture, you'll see me and the cat, but I couldn't get both of us. So I figured it was more important to have me so you'd recognize me. Uh, so there's that. Uh, come to, of course, Decay and Decadence, which will happen. I hope to do that, but I have to be vaccinated, and I hope I, I am by then. But yes, please talk about Decay and Decadence. Come to Decay yeah. and Decadence. This is happening May 22nd. It starts at 4 p.m., but I'm probably not going to be going on until about 8 p.m., so no rush there. It's 1490 Brightshore Boulevard in Bayshore, Long Island, which is in New York. And of course, find my band, Mad Tea Party, at madteapartyband.com. We are expecting, we just did like a, uh, a semi-professional video of us playing six songs, which will be available on March 24th. So I'll keep reminding people of that. Uh, and I guess that's all I have to say about myself. All right. And MSV podcast on social media. Find us on Twitter at MSV Podcast One. That's where you can find us on Twitter. On Facebook at MSV Podcast. That's it. Just MSV Podcast. Mm -hmm. And on email, find us at uh, MSV Podcast at gmail.com. All right. So, yes. And uh, I'm sorry. What's that? I was, I was I, you, you seem to have something else to say. Well, I certainly do have something else to say, and, and I promise this will be it. Mm -hmm. um, I feel a little bit uh, sociable this week, so if you want to find me on Twitter, my personal Twitter handle is at notgregvorob. That's notgregvorob. I'm uh, Greg with one G, and my last name is V-O-R-O-B. That's at notgregvorob, but probably any listener to this show, as we established earlier, probably already follows me on Twitter <laughs> or on Facebook. Find me at, at Greg Vorob. Just find me. And I also would like to say um, for this week, this has been a great experiment. I would like to thank the following people, even if we didn't get to you. Thank you, Matthew McHenry, Adrian Christian, Brianna Fox, Dan Holly, Brian Marks, Paul White, and Ian Campbell Dunn for letting us, for letting you guys be in on the joke this week and rip on you. We didn't get to all of you this week, but we tried. Thank you so much. Um, thank you to Katie Montgomery, who couldn't make it this week, but she sent us screenshots of her family. This girl is so sweet. She sent us screenshots of the proof <laughs> of why she couldn't make it to the show this week. Understood. In, in all seriousness. Um, uh, what else? Oh, yes. But no thanks to Ken Radner, <laughs> who was the only one who didn't give us permission to rip on, rip on him with, with this. So no thanks to you, Ken. Some points have now been taken away from you, and I think you're a little bit less cool than you were, but this is what happens. If you don't give me permission to rip on you, I'm going to rip on you but, for real, and that's what happens. But can, can, I, can I qualify that, though, just for a moment? Uh, you're, making it, you're making it sound like you asked him permission to rip on him, and he said no. All that happened was that he just didn't respond to the request. So that, sure, that, 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 yes. that in my mind, that meant no. Right, right. <laughs> and, and please, if you want to see Mr. Miyagi, find me on Facebook. Like I said, he's in my profile picture. And that'll be that. Nobody cares about your stupid cat. That's true. Okay, That's true. That, that was, okay, that was overdoing it a little bit. Because... <laughs> 
as people know, uh, um, uh, well, who cares? Let's not let them in on the joke. But saying that I don't care about Mr. Miyagi, what I care so much about Mr. Miyagi, mm-hmm. probably I have, I've never been more proud of, of you and Lara than for letting Mr. Miyagi into your into your life. Well, we I couldn't be happier. I wasn't sure at first, to be honest. When we were taking him home, I was like, oh, boy, how is this going to be? Uh, it has been a very natural, uh, uh, you know, kind of thing, I guess. For me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I'm very happy that we got him. And he is currently asleep on the bed right now. And uh, he's, he's a wonderful cat. That's all I can say. All right. Mm-hmm. Next week is going to be actually an exciting show next week because we are going to be joined by my friend of many, many years, um, card-carrying communist Paul White. Oh, boy. I can't wait for that and one. That- and that's going to be a great show because um, it'll probably take a lot of pressure off of us right. because we're going to actually be talking to a communist. And I really know nothing of communism. Well, as Look, that just matches everything else. We don't know anything about anything. So <laughs> what else is new, right? We're not even going to pretend next week. <laughs> we know um, so little about it. We're not even going to pretend we know about it. And on a final note, my apologies to Mark Seidenstein. I had a bit um, scheduled, but fucking John here didn't fucking tell me that. He said, 3.30 is fine. Usually he sets aside at least two hours. We all do. Mm -hmm. See, John, the thing is, it's supposed to be we have at least two hours to do the show. And you have the nerve to come on this week and do the show. And I'm not even sure if I'm playing asshole at this moment. I might actually be being one. Um, and you say, I gotta go. I gotta go in 10 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I was waiting for the perfect time to do this bit with Mark, and it could have been done now, but instead we gotta go. But well, my dude. apologies to Mark Seidenstein. He was in on a bit. He was in on a bit this week, but we ran out of time because John didn't have the fucking nerve to tell me that he had a time limit this week. If you so see. If you, yeah. if, if that's a real thing, of course I could stay on and he could do his bit, but, uh, I use, no, it is a real thing. Okay. It is a real thing. And all that does is prove that you're an asshole. All right. Hey, look, because, well, all right. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know we're playing around. I, I am on something of a, you know, swinging time schedule. If you want to bring him on, bring him on right now. We'll do it. All right. Well, let's see if he, yeah. uh, all right. Okay. All right. And, and that also answered. You see, I thought that you were a flawless friend, mm-hmm. um, but at this point, it looks like uh, you're not. No. All right. I, so no. Of course. There's always that one thing. Always. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if this works. Are you still there? I am here. All right. Okay. So let's see if this works. Uh, let's give him a couple of 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 minutes here. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see if there's anything else to. Uh, to go over uh, all the uh, shout outs, uh, the show notes were true. It just took us an hour to do those show notes. Okay. Um, what else? What else? Oh, all the, uh, the, the ripping, of course, on uh, our guests. Uh, everyone that we made was, was also truly thank you. Thank you, everybody, for, uh, mm-hmm. um, for participating in that. And uh, our apologies uh, to Mark. 
if he doesn't come on in, in another minute, um, that we that we did run out of time. Well, I think, um, I think what we can say, if Mark doesn't come on in another minute, then doesn't that make him the asshole? It, it does. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it does. But, you know, one thing that, see, for all that we joke this week and all that I joke every week, mm-hmm. we do a little preparation for the show. Yes. You know? Yes. And one of those things would have been for you to tell me, oh, by the way, I got to go at five. Make sure it's only an hour and a half. Well, what did you think that I meant when I said 3.30 is the latest I can start when we have a 90-minute show? That's true. Okay, so you're forgiven for, uh, you're, you're, you're still a flawless friend. Then. Oh, all right. You're still well, I'm, I'm glad to know this. Right, because had Katie been on Mm -hmm. um this week it would have been recorded yesterday right and and right also i do i mean i know we joke around we have we have some fun um if you obviously if you needed like a few extra minutes what i need to do is i have to meet up with someone about like a music project that i'm doing so it's like oh oh, we're supposed to meet at six o'clock Okay, fine. If I get there at 6.15, 6.30, it's not a big deal. It's fine. So I, I got you. I got yeah. you. Well, we're only going to give him another minute or so. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he could be attending to, uh, to Evelyn, you mm-hmm. know, his daughter. He could, be, he could be in the middle of something. I just told him that if he gets a random text uh, to, to join us, you know, he may even have, you know, trouble uh, logging in, yeah. you know, and in the case of that we're at the very end of the show, but in all honesty, let me let me say for for all um, uh, intents and purposes, uh, one thing that that John, I want to tell everybody, one thing that John is good at is drumming. So if you can make the Decay and Decadence show, um, please do because he's a great drummer. And on that note, I would say to everybody, everybody, thank you for being a good sport today. This was a lot of fun. The show is a lot of fun, I would say. Yes, I enjoyed the uh, the the departure from the norm. This was definitely a, it was definitely refreshing, and uh, it was a lot of fun for me as well. And next week, we're joined by the communist Paul White. Back on back on format. Back on format for the last two to two and a half shows. Mm-hmm. Mark, sorry we couldn't get you this week. I you know we can't wait anymore because the joke is just wearing so thin. <laughs> But we can't wait anymore. Uh, John, thank you so much for this week and everybody for participating and in on everything this week. Yes, thank you so much. I will see you next weekend. Yeah, a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun this week. Thanks so much for listening. Some to say. I don't know what it all, no, I know it's not true. I-